have any notes this week? Nah, I got nothing, dude. I have no thoughts. I'm a man devoid of thought. <laughs> Yo, so what's up? Welcome to another episode of Demo Listen. I'm Gray. I'm joined as always by my co-host, Nathan. We do a very simple podcast, which as you can tell by the pre-show banter there is uh, paramount because I have no brain power with which to handle anything else. Um, we listen to punk, hardcore, metal, and uh, music of various other subgenres that is sent in to us in an attempt to hopefully broaden our own horizons, put new music in front of you. We don't strive to be uh, critics or make uh, objective value judgments. We just react honestly to whatever it is that we're hearing. Sometimes we like stuff, sometimes we don't, but we encourage you to go out and buy records, see bands, uh, engage with the things that you do like. We have 10 bands in the queue every week. We roll some dice and we randomly select usually between five and seven of them. All of the content is listener submitted and that's all there is to the show. Like I said, I have, I have nothing. I, I think I had some ideas that I was going to write down and then I got Taco Bell out of pure necessity before I came over here just because I needed something fast and I realized I hadn't eaten uh, pretty much all day. Mm-hmm. And um, they managed to, uh, you know, Taco Bell gets the order wrong very frequently. That's yeah. just, it is what it is. Yeah, it's real hit or miss. It's very hit or miss. Uh, but I had been lulled into like a false sense of security with the downtown Taco Bell because they'd been really hitting. Um, like the last few, like granted, I only go once every few months. Right. But those last few times, they nailed it. They knocked mm-hmm. it out of the park. The ratios of beans and potatoes and rice and pico de gallo were all great. I was starting to feel like they'd turned over a new leaf there. Um, but like I said, it was it was false security because they managed to actually come up with an entirely new pure permutation of wrong that I'd never encountered in my many years of, of uh, Taco Bell dining. There was just random shit on these burritos that I didn't even know was really included on burritos typically. <laughs> so Taco Bell is, um, you know... If you go to Wendy's, yeah, get a burger, sure, and they fuck it up, right? You don't know right away before you get it out of the package because yeah. it's the same size and everything sure. like that. But you go to Taco Bell and they fuck your order up, yeah. I pick that cheesy bean or, or just, yeah. I know that it's a subpar burrito. Oh, sure, I can feel it right away, dude. Yeah, sometimes you like, pick it up and it kind of droops in your hand, yeah, and you're like, like mm. it's like a wet sock, it's wilted, yeah. Yes. You're like, yeah. There's not much in here. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And that's the other thing, too. The ratios were terrible. Like, it had just been some bullshit on there. Whatever. I'll deal with it, you know. But when I popped them open, it was such a pathetic representation of even the ingredients that I did ask for. I ended up just eating, like, one of them and then just making myself a sandwich. The last time I got Taco Bell, which wasn't too long ago, because I, I get an urge for it about twice a year. Yeah. Stop by the one on the, on the highway, up around, you know, around where yeah, I work. Sure. I ate, I got two cheesy bean and rice burritos and I think a quesadilla. Mm-hmm. I ate half the quesadilla. I felt one of the cheesy bean and rice burritos, knew I was going to be disappointed. Yeah. Ate it, threw the rest of it away. Yeah, for sure. Didn't even bother. Yeah. Ugh. I threw the other two burritos in the fridge because uh, Zayvon really didn't want to want to waste them. So I was like, yo, if you if you want to go at these tomorrow, be my guest. I'm not going to stop you. But I think that I had some ideas. I, I distinctly remember having a thought and going, Oh, this could be a nice lead into the episode. Yeah. This is somewhat adjacent to what we discuss on the show, and then it totally went away. We just riff on the fly and Taco Bell. <laughs> That's right. Yes. Yeah. So I've 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 got nothing else. Uh, I I just went away from there feeling like, you know, I think that if 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 we're going to continue to employ people in that sector, 
I'm fully for a living wage. Like if you're going to work that job, you deserve a living wage, no matter how objectionable your work is. Right. But I think I could also be easily swayed to like mass internment camps for fast food workers too. If we're going to keep them employed there, we should give them what they owe. Right. But with a little bit of persuasion, I could, I could definitely be, I could go in the direction of mass execution too. (laughs) That's pretty. Yeah. You're not even talking about just automation, you know, making things automatic. No. And just, not having that sector, you're talking about not having a bunch of people. Right, yes, exactly. Just get rid of them. I could be, like I said, I could be swayed either way, but I, I think if we as a society decide that we're going to keep that sector of, of person around, then they at the very least deserve uh, a comfortable life. Yeah, I, I think it's like it. farm animals, right? You know how people, <laughs> well, it's like people who like argue for like ethical farming, they're like, yeah. well, they live a good life until we cut their heads off kind of thing. I think a similar thing with fast food workers. Hey. Like if we're not going to kill them, we should give them a good life, but I could be easily convinced to kill them. From an evolutionary standpoint, yeah. If the point is to reproduce, sure. Farm animals are among the most successful <laughs> animals on the planet. That's true. From a purely like the yes, from a purely biological right. Domestic, perspective, domestication was a wonderful trait. Yeah, it is a wonderful trait if you really want to uh, reproduce. It doesn't that, mean you're going to have a high quality of life, right? <laughs> right. But you sure. will you will produce lots of offspring, That's and they true. will survive most of them yeah, until they don't. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yes, until they're until they are unceremoniously killed. Here's the thing: I don't like. Um, I get it. Mm-hmm. I, 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 I'm I, I'm not going to give fast food workers guff because, frankly, I'm eating fast food. What the fuck do I want? Right? Oh, for sure. You're you're not better than the thing you're participating no. in. And I, and I'm not going to give anybody a hard time. Period. But sure. Um, you're not taking it out on the fucking clown. You're not taking it out on the bell when you give me subpar fast food <laughs> right you're yeah. taking it out on me <laughs> right. i didn't have anything to fucking do with it man. <laughs> yeah for sure right right i'm 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 completely just a victim of circumstance yeah right yeah for sure fuck up fuck up the store right steal from the store sure yeah burn right? the place do down whatever you fucking want to the own the franchisee owner yeah the fucking corporate do whatever you fucking want yeah. Just give me a quality product, please. Sure. Well, see, yeah, I guess I guess my stance on fast food workers can kind of be extended out in a macro sense, too, into fast food as a concept. Like, either let's get rid of it wholesale, yeah. which I'm fine with. Right. If we just get rid of all of it, I will be fine. fine. I will we'll, keep... Well, I'll actually, we'll all be we'll, much we'll better. We'll be much better off, right? But if we're going to have it, let's strive for a level of quality. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. If, if we're going to. Right. Let's just strive for a, a higher level of quality. Right. That's all I'm asking. That's all. That's all I'm asking. Otherwise, yo, if you guys want to get together, if all the workers want to get together tomorrow, revolt and burn that, burn them all down. I'm 100 percent behind. I'm you. with you. I support you. You want to clean out the fucking vaults and you want to fucking <laughs> yeah. po- put some corporate heads on pikes? <laughs> yeah, sure. 100 percent behind you. I right. won't shed a tear unless it's from cry- from laughing. Right? <laughs> right. Yeah. Exactly. But um, just. Don't take it out on me. Right. Yeah, for sure, man. I'm just right. trying to get my <laughs> trying to get my shitty little burrito before I record my shitty little podcast. Yeah, exactly. In my shitty little life. <laughs> exactly. Like, like believe me, it ain't much better than what you got going on. So <laughs> no, probably it's probably fucking worse. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Right. So you got anything that you wanted to address up top this week? Uh, more snow. We we're late because I went ice fishing last night. Yep. I caught a uh, I caught a very nice two and a half inch long rock bass yeah i saw that yes inadvertently micro fishing pretty pretty slick right yep. we, we pulled the hauled that sucker up out about 28 feet of water mm-hmm. pretty nice doing nice. some doing some vertical jigging yeah and uh it took me about four and a half hours to catch that i can't wait until we until we record uh our hell week on well the ice. see by then i'll have a fish finder yeah actually we'll just fucking pay a guide sure and he'll put me on the fish 
True. That's a good point. See, that's the thing. Right now, right now, the fish have the upper hand. Yeah. In all respects, because I've got hundreds of acres of lake. Right. I got to go out there and just punch a hole, see what happens. Yeah. I get a fish finder. I'm on fish. Yo, th- that's actually the game has changed. This is actually uh, a good segue into something that I absolutely would have forgotten to do had I not been reminded. I'm working with uh, I'm working with real peanut brain this week. Um, Patreon. Patreon money. I oh. thought about I thought about people giving us. I thought about us using money from the Patreon to pay a guide to lead us to the good <laughs> fishing spot, and then I remembered. Oh yeah, we have we a have, bunch of new. We have to. Yeah. Yeah, we got we a bunch of new to, Patreon right. subscribers. We could use a Patreon to get me a nice fish finder. We could do that. We, we, we could so. get like a Garmin Panoptics. They're only about three thousand dollars. Sure. Yeah. Why not? That'll, Let's that'll, clean the account out. That'll put me on fish like you've never <laughs> seen. Yeah. For sure. Right. It might be a worthwhile investment. I think it would be personally. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So um so yeah, let's uh let's see. We got we got some new we got some new folks in the fold. I think the last time that I shouted people out, I think Keenan was the most recent subscriber. So I could be wrong about that, but I'm just gonna go from Keenan on. So we've got Carms at the five dollar tier, we've got Brian at the five dollar tier, we've got Brody at the five dollar tier. Joey at the five dollar tier. Actually, I I did shout out Joey because I remember saying I wasn't even sure if he liked us. Shout him out again. Shout out again. Um, we've got Elliot at the ten dollar tier. We have got Peter at the five dollar tier. Um, we have my old homie Ian who used to come to shows at the house. One of my good, uh, very good longtime friends who I've known since I was in like middle school has decided to become a patron. I didn't even know he listened to the show, so shout out to Ian. We have got Colton who is uh, at the ten dollar tier and is well known at this point for sending in uh, usually incredibly subpar uh, Salt Lake City area based bands. The important thing is he's he's sending in Salt Lake bands for sure. Agreed. And then uh, Russell at the $5 tier. And then I think we had a couple people move up in tiers too, but there's no easy way to, to sort that on Patreon. So if you if you decided to give us more money for whatever reason, also thank you. We did have one dude who, uh, who apparently for a, a split second was a $20 donor. But when I went and checked, it looks like they've gone back down to $10. That's probably smart. That's probably smart. So I, I think I, they probably meant to up yeah. their pledge to 10 and then just went to 20. Yeah. And I, I remember telling you about that. I, I was going to say, you got to let that guy know. Yeah, for sure. Because I, bo- I think both of us were concerned. We're like, we have nothing beyond <laughs> the very you paltry. Know, here's the thing. Here's the thing. If it was, say, um, a, a, a donor that came in like Jay Bezos. Yeah. Right? <laughs> sure. Yeah. 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 And he wants to flip us 50 bucks a month. Why not? What the fuck, Skin Flint? Give me some more. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right? Yeah, sure. I, I'm not feeling bad, but I'm assuming this guy, 20 bucks? Yeah. Come on. Yeah, that's a lot of money. Right. That's a lot of money. So I'm glad you came to your senses and or corrected your clerical error. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, if you want to subscribe, patreon.com slash podcast. We got a new episode going up this week uh, that I think will be of interest to, to some of you in which we go through... Uh, Metal injection, lamb goat, uh, alternative alt press, shit like that, and uh, listen to listen to like Bizarro Universe, metalcore, heavy music, quote unquote, heavy quotations around that. Right, but we try very hard not to make it like the weekly show. We even call point that at the beginning. Like, yeah, we try to go in with an open mind, with an open mind into stuff that is is really and truly foreign to us. Right. 
um, and it yields some very <laughs> interesting results. So if that sounds interesting to you, $5 and up gets you access to all of our monthly content. $10 and up gets you access to that and all the tapes that we put out. And uh, thanks to everybody who is uh, newly subscribed and uh, for whatever reason, the people who are, are still hanging tight with us after all this time. So let's uh, let's get into the queue. Let's get into the, the normal weekly episode. Okay. Uh, so first up, we have a band called Noose Sweat with their demo. This predictably comes to us from our good buddy, John. Mm, a band called s- Noose Sweat. I was going to say this. I saw, I saw John earlier today. Yeah. He didn't mention this, but as soon as I saw this, I was like, I bet you. Well, he, he probably didn't mention this because it's uh, like, you know, three months. That's true. It's three months <laughs> it's ago. Like three months ago. That's true. That's true. I always forget that. Yeah. So um, then next up, we have got Abby Ooze uh, with her RIP EP. This was sent in by Grant. I saw I saw people big up in this. Did you did you listen to this stuff? Are you familiar with mm, no. this stuff? It's on the uh, the anti uh, YouTube channel, which is a place that I know both you and I frequent. So I saw this making the rounds, but I didn't listen to it. I saw her name on a couple uh, a couple bills. I think she's based out of uh, Philadelphia. Um, but Grant said he uh, he sent it in literally as he was listening to it. Then we have got Die in Vain uh, with Desperate to Piss, which is a good, pretty, pretty good, pretty, pretty good, good, good demo name. In there, uh, this was sent in by Franklin, who said it is. Uh, this is a band from Istanbul uh, with some street punk leanings. And then we have got Sidestep with Still Alive. This was sent in by Matthias. He said it is uh, some bouncy hardcore of the Mesh Shorts variety from Gothenburg, Sweden. Then we have got Cokes with their self-titled. This is a hardcore band from St. Petersburg, Russia that was sent in by Jay from Cold Brats. He said he actually had to double check to make sure that he didn't hear this on the show because he can no longer remember how he finds any particular band, which I definitely commiserate yeah, I, with. I, I feel that. This this looks familiar. I think I might have heard this. I'm not sure. Yeah, it looks kind of familiar, but I, I it, it doesn't ring any strong bells. Yeah. Then we have got uh, Wet Leg with their self-titled release. This was sent in by Bob from Long Island, who said uh, he has been listening for a while and uh, attempted many times to send stuff in, but this was the first one that uh, that pushed him over the edge. Then we have got Last Affront with their 10-track EP. This is uh, a band that... Uh, Put out. This came out on 11 p.m., uh, but mm-hmm. I missed it last year for whatever reason. Yeah, this was sent in by Sam. Wow. Um, yeah. Who simply said, uh, "Here, check out this hardcore band. I like the energy of that submission." Yeah. Don't don't complicate. I things. think it's perfectly fine for sure. Then we have got Pack Rat with "Glad to Be Forgotten." This was sent in by TJ. Uh, I don't think he provided any context for this, but it's on Drunken Sailor, so probably cool. Then we have got Shysters with "Vos ist Shysters." Um, this is a band out of Salt Lake City, and it is expectedly a Colton submission. Um, I can't remember how he described this. He said maybe like uh, like weirdo rock, I think is what he described this as. Okay. And then last up, we have got All Due Respect with their demo. Um, this was sent in by Vince, who compared this to uh, Mashi Hardcore in the style of Push Button Warfare. I know Push Button Warfare only by name because I know that they did like a... A single, I think, on Jamie Joss's label in the late 90s, Stillborn Records. Um, but I never have actually listened to that band. Uh, I I would imagine that they're probably not the first band that anybody thinks of when they think about heavy hardcore. That's why I was thinking, like, in, in the push-button warfare, like, 
Push Button Warfare must be a pretty important band for the submitter. Yeah, for sure, because I don't think anyone's like, oh, yeah, you know, they play heavy, heavy hardcore in the vein of Push Button Warfare. Like, in the same way that anyone wouldn't be like, oh, yeah, this band plays early 90s hardcore in the style of Sam Black Church. You know <laughs> yeah, what I'm saying? Exactly. It's like, unless you were there for yeah. it and you had a real serious connection to it, this would probably means nothing to nobody. Right. But, um, so whether or not this sounds like push button warfare, who knows? But um, let's roll the dice. See what's up first tonight. One. Okay. One is new sweat. John said uh, we should know what to expect. So there you go. Sure do. Um, so let's uh, let's just start at the beginning. That's that's where they would have us start. So we're gonna listen to the song Manslaughter by New Sweat off of their demo. decided to listen to two songs from that band so we heard manslaughter and thoughts and prayers by the band noose sweat off of their demo you can find this at noose sweat spelled out sounds.bandcamp.com how'd you feel about that uh well i mean by now yeah when you hear that mm -hmm. it's this is fairly obvious what they're going for yes for sure right this is a form yeah All right um it was i guess uh a good shot sure i've heard worse Indeed. I think it was served well by the, um, I guess, the uh, minimal sort of production value to it. Sure. It sounds like it was recorded on a pancake. Yep. Yeah. I think I, I think, think it was served well. well by it. Sure. Um, I think it was served well by the fact that they didn't, they did fuck around a lot with the sludgy parts. They did, yeah. But they didn't fuck around with the, the, the tried and true formula much. Right. But I just don't think execution-wise, it uh, it was not. Uh, it didn't hit. It didn't hit that nerve. No, this was this was not arresting. Uh, no. Yeah, and also on the not on the most recent episode that we recorded, but the most recent Patreon episode that we put up, we listened to a lot of like tried and true classic fastcore and PV on that episode. So I've got I've got some classics fresh in my head still and I've been listening to some of that stuff in the last couple of weeks sure. revisiting some classics. Sure. And um so I think I'm in I'm in um and especially <laughs> contrary to how you might think that would work, I think I'm especially unreceptive to this kind of stuff because that shit is so good. Well, that's when this was playing. I mean, okay, obviously they're going for cross down. Sure, of course. Right. Yeah. Um but we, you're right. We had just recently listened to the crossed outside, the, the, the crossed outside is the uh, man of the bastard split. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, um, you, you can't touch that. Nah, 
No, you really right. Can't. That was lightning in a bottle. Yeah, for sure. And you can't you can't fucking touch that. You you can try to recreate it. Bands have been some bands have been successful. Yeah, but again, this is where a lot of this stuff just kind of falls flat. It's because it's yeah. it's um such a it's such a singular sound and a singular form. Yeah, right. Yep. I think I think that you you could probably do it. I, what I really don't like is when bands try to ape "Man Is the Bastard" a yeah, lot because yes, that's sure. even more singular and yes. and, and and very 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 it, it's a very narrow line to walk for sure. Why even try? Yeah, right. This I think is more approachable, but man, these guys did not fucking bring it. Like, yeah, you need to fucking bring it. Yeah, that's the thing, man. I I I I need that. I need. I need the violence in the in the moniker power violence to like really be amped up. Yep. I, I want to feel like I'm being assaulted by what I'm hearing. Right. You know, I want the, I want this music to to make me feel as if I could be in imminent danger, and this does not do that. And I would say ninety percent of stuff that I hear in this lane doesn't do that. The stuff that does excels at it uh, to such a degree that it dwarfs everything else in this lane. So right. if you ever think, oh. Gray and, and Nate don't like uh, grind and, and power violence and fast core. We do. We love it. But that's because and that's, the examples and that's why of, it we, yeah. are, of it that are good are so right. good that they're better than almost every other iteration of hardcore and punk, period. Right, right. It, it, I love it so much that I hate virtually everyone <laughs> that fucking tries it. Right, exactly. Right? Yeah. It's, it's, just that, it's just that simple. There have been so few records that have hit that same nerve that the crossed out seven inches hit. Yep. You know, I think I mentioned in the Patreon episode, like vacuum on the man is a bastard split. Yeah. Fuck the way the drums sound on that recording. Yeah. Um, it just, man, that is, that makes me want to not, not throw a brick at somebody's head, Yeah. but actually just push it. Yeah. Through <laughs> yeah, right? yeah, yeah watch, yeah, sure. watch them. Yeah. Watch the, watch the look on their face as I push the brick through their temple. Yeah. And, uh, you know, there are so few releases that since then that, that actually achieve that. Yeah. I think when I first heard, um, what is it, uh, Sexless No Sex? Mm-hmm. Mm, yeah. That's a good fucking record. Yeah. And that one that one strikes a very similar chord for me. And there are a handful of others for sure. that have come along. But, man, this one, it's a fair swipe at it. I laud the effort. Next time, act like you're, like, make it sound like you're actually angry while you're playing. Yeah, for sure, man. Like, I mean, look, nothing's ever going to make me feel the, the way that uh, that I felt the first time I heard, like, No More Feelings by Despise You. Yeah. But I want I want to, to, at the very least, feel like you're trying to get there. And this just didn't quite feel like that, you know? Yep. Feel It felt like a recitation of form. But you know what? Anything. It's uh, keep it up, I guess. Like we always say, I don't want to tell you not to, not to have fun and do it. They have something out since this. Yeah. So they have the death denial, on, you know, from October. Okay. Maybe cool. uh, maybe they've progressed a little bit. Yeah. Right? Maybe who knows? Uh, either way, yeah. I don't hate this. I just uh, I don't have I don't have any feelings about it. Yeah. Um, all right. Let's uh, let's find out what's up next. Five. All right. Five is wet leg. This stuff I believe was described to me as punky punky leaning alt rock. Uh, you can find this at wetleg.bandcamp.com. This is a self-titled re- release. Um, oh, this is on Domino, so this is like this is like a real deal NPR indie rock type of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, we get these once in a while. Yeah, for sure. Like the Beths. Um, That's right. And this actually, I guess the full LP doesn't come out until April of this year, so they just have some singles up. The song that we were uh, instructed to listen to is the what appears to be the first, at least chronologically, single off of this, uh, Chez Lounge. Um, so we're going to listen to Chez Lounge by Wet Leg off of their self-titled LP. Mm-hmm. 
day long on the chaise long on the chaise long on the chaise long on the chaise long all day long on the chaise long on the chaise long on the chaise long on the chaise long all day long on the chaise long on the chaise long on the chaise long on the chaise long all day long on the chaise long Okay, we just heard the song Chaise Long by the band Wet Leg off of their self-titled release. I'm kind of on the fence about that. When when that chorus bit hit in, like, like hit the first time, that guitar part, I was it raised my eyebrows. I was like, okay, cool. This is good. This is really catchy. I kind of, while I, while I appreciate the droney nature of this, I was also kind of hoping, hoping that at some point they would maybe, they would slowly unfurl some different musical ideas throughout the course of this song because it's not a long song by any stretch of the imagination, but it has a three-plus-minute runtime. Mm-hmm. Um, so while I, I, I'm not necessarily bummed uh, on the minimalism at, on display here, I was, there was part of me that was hoping... I would be at some point hit over the head with like a different motif or idea. Um, but it piqued my interest for sure. I want to check out the rest of this. I think if you've listened to the show long enough, um, you know that Nate and I can sometimes be suckers for this particular. No, I'm, I'm usually a sucker for this. This like particular this. brand of, of uh, usually female led NPR rock. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought this was pretty good. I don't think this was like, this didn't hit me over the head in the same way that a band like the Beths did. And granted, they're playing something very different. I'm just talking about um, shit that it, it sits in the more accessible reaches of what we listen to on this show. This mm-hmm. didn't hit me in that in that same way per se, mm-hmm. but my interest has peaked. I will definitely check out the other singles off of this record and see and see if they're uh, to my taste because that was pretty good. Yeah, I liked I liked that a lot. Um, I think that you know I don't want to make cl- like cliche comparisons. Sure, modern contemporary, especially with the bass line coming in, that it was very bass driven. Very hard not to like think about a band like Sweeping Promises. For sure, yeah. Um, and then, obviously, you know, two female singers. Yeah. Um, it's really hard not to compare this to the Breeders. Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. And think about the Breeders as well. For sure, yeah. Um, I like this a lot, but I do feel that that, that minimalism did kind of drag on at the end. Yeah. I really liked it when it kicked in on the chorus. For sure. I liked it well enough. I liked how sarcastic and just sort of deadpan yeah. it was mm-hmm. um but i did kind of towards the end think like oh wait we still got another like 45 minute seconds left yeah yeah for sure you know um so i i guess i could i, I would have liked to hear a little yeah a few more ideas in this song yeah but that's okay i like this well enough yeah it was it was good enough that it definitely piqued my interest and i will be actively checking out the rest of this stuff yeah um it was it was cool for sure it's on domino 
it is undoubtedly some NPR rock. Yes. I'm sure that there are already uh, various well-known musical publications who have said more about this more eloquently than we, than we could. I'm sure Pitchfork, Pitchfork already has an opinion about this, um, but uh, these two troglodytes also enjoyed it. So yeah, there you go. There you go. Um, all right, let's see what's up next. One again. All right, one is Abby Ooze. I think that this could only be found on uh, YouTube at the moment. I don't. This is, you know, this is this is YouTube core, right? Mm-hmm. Um, this is stuff that comes out on tape right on YouTube. And oh, there is a, there's actually a YouTube or a, a Bandcamp. Mm-hmm. There you go. Okay, Grant. Uh, maybe at the time that he submitted this, this was not uh, this was not available on Bandcamp yet. Yeah. Uh, is the Bandcamp just Abby Ooze? Uh, yep, Abby Ooze. Okay, A B I O O Z E dot Bandcamp dot com. Yep. Okay, cool. What uh, you're you're the one in control for once. What's uh, they got uh, the first song queued up to play? I think into the yeah, um, they do have the first song. Let's just do it into. All right, cool. So we're gonna hear into by Abby Ooze. So we just heard the song Into by Abby Ooze off of their EP, R.I.P. So I think Grant erroneously stated uh, in his email that this is Philly-based. He might have also been trying to say that uh, because he compared this to like DLIMC and like a lot of the Mark Winter projects out of NWI, he may have been trying to say that stuff's based out of Philly. Uh, Either way, both of those statements incorrect. Um, This is based out of Hammond, Indiana. If you're familiar with the Northwest Indiana, like, you know, tape, like if you're familiar with the NWI sound in this vein, 
then you could have guessed this is from Hammond. And this actually, that actually makes a lot more sense because I was pretty sure that the flyers I had seen her on were Indiana-based shows. Mm -hmm. uh, but I just, I thought maybe, maybe I was remembering wrong, thinking of something else if this is based out of Philly. No, I've definitely seen her on some Indiana flyers. This fucking ruled. This fucking kicked ass. I really wish that this seven inch weren't sold out, although I certainly can understand why it is. You're also, she's not skimping. You get seven songs on a seven inch. There you go. I really appreciate it. And they're that. proper length songs, too. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, this was really good. This I, was great. I'm really bummed that I never heard of this before. I think it's new. Uh, uh, well, it is, but there's demos from 20, 2018 and 2019. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, and uh, I've never heard of this before. And that's a bummer because, I mean, Hammond's a pain in the ass to get to from here. Yes, yeah, for sure. Just because it's awful, it's an awful, boring drive. <laughs> yeah, well, it's, and it's an awful, it's an awful destination. Yeah, too. but it's it's easily yeah. one of my least favorite drives. Yeah, it's not a fun drive. That that yeah. stretch between here and Chicago is just the fucking worst. Yeah, it sucks. Um, but um, yeah, that's a bummer, man. Because I guess this is uh, it says at least in the band camp, Abby uses first and last seven inch. First and last. Yes. Oh fuck. Well, that sucks. <laughs> so who knows? Guess they're done. Um, I hope that's not the case because this is really, really fucking good. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, I yeah, that would that would be a real bummer. I hope that there's more material after this. At the very least, I'm gonna listen to the rest of this and then go back and dig into the uh, two previous demos, uh, so that I can get as as much music out of this as possible. Because yeah, that's great. That was like, that is so squarely in my lane in every in every respect. Fucking rules. Yeah. Yeah, really. If you like, if you like classic, if you like classic uh, pop punk before that was a dirty word, the buzzcocks, the undertones, shit like right. that. There's nothing to not not enjoy about. Yeah, this. but with all the lo-fi garage charm of like a basement show in Hammond, Indiana. Yes, exactly. Yep, this kicked ass. Definitely going to listen to the rest of this as soon as humanly possible. Let's uh, let's see what's up next. One again. All right, one is Die in Vain. You can find this at dieinvainpunks, P-U-N-X.bandcamp.com. This is a band based out of Istanbul, Turkey. That's in Istanbul, not Constantinople. Um, so this is the Desperate to Piss demo, 21. Came out in November of last year. It was described to me as street punk. It's certainly uh, it's being presented in such a way to lead me to believe that that is correct. Uh, so the first song is queued up to play. Mm -hmm. they, oh, have, they, they have, have they have a song called the track. Yeah, that's true. Okay, and cool. there's lyrics. So. All right, sick. So we're gonna listen to "Desperate to Piss" off of the demo of the same name by the band Die in Vain. Let's go. 
All right, so we just heard the song Desperate to Piss off of the demo of the same name by Diane Vane from Istanbul. How would you feel about it? Uh, I was interested mm -hmm. in that right up until the point that that guy came in and the song actually started. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I thought that intro was like, oh, okay, this might be pretty interesting. Yeah, I right? agree. This yeah. Might, despite, despite all appearances, right, yes. yeah. of like, you know, the typical fucking leather and studs and charged hair punk lying in the gutter. Sure. And, you know, Diane Vane, Desperate to Piss. Despite all appearances, right. this might actually be interesting. Yeah, yeah, I, I felt the same way. And then it wasn't. Yeah, for sure. I, I mean, I, I was also encouraged by the fact that they cover Gary Gil Gary Gilmore's Eyes, which is a song by the Adverts, which is a fucking kick-ass like OG '77 punk song. So, despite the description saying that they are an '80s UK-style hardcore punk band, just the fact that they were covering a banger of a track by a '77 punk band. Uh, let me to believe and hope that perhaps they would be incorporating some of that sound um, into their own, and that that really wasn't the case. This was this was pretty boilerplate, uh, like low effort street punk. Yeah, I almost never like this stuff. Yeah, very rarely. You know, even like you talk about like seventy seven punk. Mm -hmm. I generally don't like modern takes on that either. Not usually, no. Right. It's very I like rare. the origin, the, the 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 originators. Yeah, and I'm not really interested in like modern reinterpret, modern interpretations of that, and even like recreations of it. Yeah. I'm generally not interested. But this, yeah, boy, do I just not. This does not do anything for me. The lyrics to this song, yeah. Okay, all the night and all the day, struggle is real, and I'm aware my bladder is full, and more and more, it's going to explode unless I find a way. And he says, Ah, that's enough counter block to repress what in the fuck does that mean i don't know i mean english, is that is that like english probably their second language yeah but is that some sort of like special move to stop pissing and then like you know <laughs> yeah maybe like you know yeah sure I, I don't i don't know what's happening here and and i don't know as i was reading this i was just thinking is there some code here to this or is it just literally they have to piss because you can go either way there could be some sort of like you know, drunk bar punk. Sure. Who knows? Code in, maybe they talk about this sort of shit all the time in Istanbul, Turkey. Yeah, maybe. How de how desperate they are to piss, and it's like a big joke, right? Yeah. It's, it's the let's go Brandon right, right, of right. Istanbul, <laughs> Turkey. <laughs> yeah, right? sure, yeah. Or maybe it's quite literal, right? I feel like it's literal. I mean, what it's describing is is a very literal description of having to piss very badly. <laughs> except for the counter block to repress. <laughs> yes, except for counter block to repress, right? Yeah. What does that mean? I don't know. It's like it's like uh, Star Fox sixty four. Press zero R twice to do a barrel roll. Yeah, you know, know this is uh, this is lacking some cr critical context right. to allow me to understand what right. the fuck that means. Counter block to counter block, depress the left stick. <laughs> That's right. right? Yeah, and you will you will pinch off your pee pee and stop peeing. Yeah, I have no idea. Uh, all I know for sure is, yeah, this was this was some pretty lackluster street punk stuff. Mm -hmm. I, I I got I got no feelings about this at all. It could keep going on forever. It could they could all die in a horrible tragedy, tragic van crash tomorrow, and I probably wouldn't know either way. Yeah. Um, so uh, let's keep moving and, and hopefully land on something more exciting. Yeah. Three. All right. Three is Last Affront with their ten track EP. You can find this at 11pmrecords.bandcamp.com, and I believe it's pretty close up towards the top it came out in december of last year maybe that's why it slipped by me this came out in december 3rd i was all wrapped up in the holiday spirit i didn't have time to investigate new hardcore releases coming in right at the uh, right at the end of the year yeah so uh they have got the song home alone queued up to play but it's only 20 seconds long so 
let, let's not do that because it doesn't seem to be representative of, of the overall length of tracks on here. There are some other short bangers on here, but like 20 seconds is really, really short. Yeah. Um, maybe let's listen to the song that precedes it into that song. Okay, that sounds good. Blood so, Drip into Home, Home Alone. Yeah, so we're going to listen to Blood Drip and then Home Alone by Last Affront off of their EP. We just heard the songs Blood Drip and Home Alone by the band Last Affront off of their 10-track EP. Want to note again, a band putting the putting the right foot forward as far as we're concerned. Uh, 10 songs on a 7-inch. Uh, we were just uh, we were just throwing accolades uh, Abby Ooze's way for putting 7 songs That's on a 7-inch. Right. So, And this is a debut EP as well. So they're coming strong. No fucking 3-song demo. They're just like, hey, check it out. Here's a fucking 10-song 7-inch on 11 p.m. records. Isn't that cool? That's right. It is cool. Because now if this band never does anything else i still have 10 whole songs by them here's which is the, cool here's the thing i like this yeah but i don't care if this band does anything else just because of the format of the music i man i like this i was like there's no reason that this isn't good yeah sure i would love to see this live yeah like but and, and it sounded really good it sounded right really snarly yes. you know but um i just i think this is the first thing that 11 p.m has put out that i'm like i don't care fair enough I liked this a lot. His, I've been listening to, you know, yeah, a lot of Dungeon Synth yeah. and Balsa <laughs> Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Right? You're on a different wavelength. I'm right on now. a totally different wavelength right yeah. now, right? I mean, all week it's been it's been Dungeon Synth and Balsa Yeah. Right? Because I get that. There's a, there's a, a song from, uh, I think, Battle, I think it's Battlemaster, um, A Tale from the Deep Woods. It used to be an old, like, Century Media comp, and it's yeah. a fucking hysterical song. Yes. And when we, I, we were listening to the Ball Sagoth while we were setting up, we were yeah. cracking jokes about it. Sure. And I said, "This is exactly what old Nick sounds like, except it's serious." Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, so my head's in a different space, but as we were talking like last week, like there's so much good hardcore out there for sure, and uh, um, this is good, but I don't care. 
I like this a lot. I like that it is hyper abbreviated. Uh, that's something that I do enjoy about this. I think this is one of those things where I hear it. I immediately like uh, immediately like it because what's not to like? But a couple years will tell if this stuck to the ribs or not. Yeah, that, you know what yeah, I'm saying. It, ne it needs a little time to mature. Yeah, or it needs a live experience for it to stick. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. Like I, I need to see this band live. If I saw this band live and pick this up, I'd be like all about this EP. I'd be saying, "Yo, this shit is fucking awesome." Yeah. As compared to this other thing that is almost exactly like it. Yeah, for sure. Right. Yeah, I don't think that this is qualitatively worse than a lot of stuff that we big up on this show. It's just a matter of uh, of, of finding out, like, you know, time will tell if, if this, um, for whatever reason, rises above the ranks of its peers in my memory. Yeah. Uh, but it's good. I like it. I liked it a lot. It ripped. Like I said, I definitely like the fact that there are some, like, 20-second, 34-second songs on here. That's very, um, that's a component of classic hardcore that you don't see as frequently in modern hardcore. You know yeah, I mean? yeah, yeah. It, I mean, if you look like Victim in Pain, yeah, for sure. All those songs are like under a minute. Yeah, they are. Uh, they are snippets, right? You know what I mean? I they they are so so short. So I uh, I enjoy a modern hardcore band uh, not shying away from the hyper abbreviated songwriting. This was good. I will probably listen to the rest of this and in a year, maybe I won't remember it exists. Maybe I'll have come around to it and decided that it was one of my favorite things that came out in twenty twenty one. Yeah, it's it's bonkers. It just I was like, wow, this is really fucking good. It sounds great. And I just also found myself thinking, I don't care. That's because you're you're too uh, you're too much in a headspace where you're ready to pledge your fucking loyalty to your Sylvan Liege. I, all I did was listen to Mortise today while I was working. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like '90s Mortise stuff. Yeah, 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 for sure. So, so. <laughs> all right, cool. Let's see what's up next. Three again. Okay, three is Pack Rat. This is uh this is the release that's on uh, Drunken Sailor. This is the Glad to Be Forgotten LP. You can find this at drunkensailorrecords.bandcamp.com, and it came out uh, in January. So this uh, came out at the end of January. So this is like a few weeks old. Mm -hmm. um, looks like they have got the song A Casual Death, which is the opener queued up to play. So we'll go with that. We're going to listen to A Casual Death by Pack Rat off of their LP, Glad to Be Forgotten.
right, we just heard the song A Casual Death by Packrat off of Glad to Be Forgotten, their LP on Drunken Sailor Records. Um, so I should note this is a side project of a member of Chain Whip. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, not a side, yeah, a side project, but a solo project. I think he does everything in this. Uh, the write-up underneath this uh, name checks a band who I just name-checked a, a few bands ago, The Undertones, when I was talking about uh, the Abbey Ooze stuff. But I will say, unlike the Abbey Ooze stuff, this didn't imme- it immediately catch me. I thought this was just fine, um, but it, it felt a little bit half-baked. One thing that I really, really want for my power pop-infused punk to be is incredibly tight. I want the riffs to, like... I want the riffs to feel uh, celebratory, bright, immediately catchy. This felt like it was going for that, but it was kind of obtuse at the same time. And I just don't think those two things collided in a way for me that felt super satisfying. I didn't dislike this at all. I thought it was pretty good. I will probably check out the rest of this LP LP just to see what it's about. And that could be an outlier or it might be something that I just need to sit with more because it's generally in my lane, but it just, uh, it just didn't, uh, didn't capture the imagination right off the bat for me. How'd you feel about it? I think I like this better than you. Um, I kind of like the fact that it, 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 it stinks of power pop. Sure. But it's not, it, it's right. not quite there. Yeah. It's right? a little, it's, it's a little it's grimier. A, it, it's a bit grimier. And, and I think that there's like a there's like a cynicism to it for sure. Yeah, you know what I mean. That that um, I think that 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 cynicism and that sarcasm injected into the power pop for me really worked. Yeah, for sure. Um, I like this a good bit. Uh, I might pick this up. I think that Abby Hughes is the best thing I heard tonight. Oh, no doubt. Yeah, but this is second for sure. Fair enough. Um, I like this quite a bit. Um, I you know this is the sort of stuff that. I'm thinking back to my own experience in the 90s, right? Mm-hmm. And how much stuff I just walk past sure. because it's like on a kill by death comp or something like that. Yeah. And all I'm listening to is 90s hardcore and death metal. Yeah. And then I got to like play catch up, right? Right. Or like, you know, uh, play catch up and also just sort of like, uh, I guess, allow myself to admit that, you know, I like the B-52s. Sure. Yeah. yeah you know, yeah, right. you know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, like, and, uh, this kind of hits that same way because if you are well steeped mm-hmm. in a certain type of hardcore or something, this you're not even gonna fucking look at this. Sure, yeah. But this because of its sort of saccharine wrapping mm-hmm. around a, a a shitty little bitter fucking turd yeah. of a sentiment. Yeah. It's so much nastier than fucking metallic hardcore. I get that for sure. You yeah, know, sure. It's so much fucking nastier, and yeah, I like that for this reason. I, I like this for that for that very reason that it, it was at first comes across as sort of saccharine, sort of sweet power pop, but it's not. Yeah, for sure. I get that for sure. Um, like I said, I'm de- I'm definitely gonna check out the rest of this LP and uh, and see how it hits me because I, I didn't I didn't dislike this. It just didn't immediately hit me over the head either. Um, so. We've got like, we've got kind of a lot of voicemails, so we should probably visit, pivot to those. We got Get through six. We got through six bands on the show this week. That's plenty of music. Uh, so uh, let's listen to some voicemails before I, we. Call I hope tonight. there's none about work. I, about your Do job, not like ask, asking asking you. You know, a, after I, I honestly yeah. that fucking ruined my night. <laughs> No, um, no, no heat to John. Yeah, yeah, sure. I was going to say, I'm sure John would be really sad to no, hear that. No heat to John. That was not his intent. But yeah. I laid there in bed. Because here's the thing. And I'm doing it right now. Yeah. Right? <laughs> Maybe you should have pumped the brakes. My job makes it almost impossible 
possible for me to go out and enjoy nature right without nitpicking every goddamn thing that i see wrong sure right like that's not supposed to be here that's an invasive species that looks like shit they need to manage that right <laughs> yeah. I, I, it's so hard for me to do yeah right um and I just went down this rabbit hole, like after after John's message and after we recorded last week, I was laying in bed. I was like, "Fuck, I don't even know how many acres John's talking about treating." Here I am telling him to go get two and a half gallons of herbicide, but like I'm used to treating like forty acres, and yeah, that makes sense. But maybe he's only got like you know an eighth of an acre in his backyard. Maybe it's just four shrubs out back, and he could easily just cut those off and then dig up the root systems. He doesn't have to use any herbicide. And and like I I seriously, <laughs> yeah, I wrote a fucking man like an invasive plant management plan for john yeah. in my head i'm like well if he's got this and he's got if he's got that plant and this plant i'm sure this plant is also there he should probably look out for that and he's in this region of the state he probably should be aware of that if he really wants to you know and, and yeah. like i just laid there <laughs> and i was like god damn it okay cool i didn't fall asleep till like one in the morning well you you hear you heard it here first then don't <laughs> don't ask nate any more work-related questions on the show yeah you, you know get a hold of gray yeah. he's my handler sure and then he'll put you in contact with me. Okay, yeah, fair enough. All right, yeah. cool. Let's listen to some messages. All right. Hey, D. Smokey Johnson here. I just wanted to say that Nate eating a thing that's a random item off the table thinking it was a chip and it wasn't a chip was very funny to me. Uh, I do things like that all the time. You know, sometimes you just see a thing looks like a snack, you're going to eat it. Maybe it's shit. Maybe it's a chip. Maybe it's something else. It's a hard life. You got to eat what you can get. Eat the table, kid. Do it. Well, see, now I I know what it feels like to be a fish when I'm catching them. Right? Yeah, because right? yeah, yeah. you immediately took the bet. I did. I immediately took it. Like, well, that's a chip. Yeah. I don't know what the fuck it is, and I still don't know what it was. It tasted awful. I, I should add that your wife texted me after she listened to the show and said that that's not an uncommon thing for you to do at all. So it <laughs> no. sounds like this is not a lesson you've learned either. No, it's not. Much like a fish, you'll bite at the same bait again and again. Again and again. <laughs> I'm, I'm easy to trick in that way. <laughs> yeah, right? For sure. That, well, at the very least, D. Smokey Johnson relates to you. My girlfriend does that shit, too. She will pick stuff up and just be like, oh, that's probably good to eat. And I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> yeah. I'm really anal retentive about that kind yeah. of stuff. Like, I'm very like i don't know that even if shit sat out too long i can get a little weird about it you know it's um it's some some of the best treats i've ever eaten <laughs> yeah have been unidentified <laughs> and unsourced <laughs> yeah and just randomly found fair enough man if it's uh, <laughs> it's, it's 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 truly the toss of a coin yeah all right let's uh what's up next so yeah up assholes from boy frank i was just thinking about what you guys are saying about like the chorus delay pedal like saturation and hardcore and i was just curious what you guys think the next fucking you know big thing is going to be i personally think it might be like a return back to like strip down you know just classic meat hardcore and that's what i'm hoping but then again, I think it would be cool, too, if we got some more weird shit, like, you know, like, eighty stuff, like, uh, Minutemen, and just, like, get a real weirdo, fringier stuff, that's, like, still kind of hardcore, but not quite. Like, I would like to see some more of that kind of shit, you know? Um, I don't know. I, I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about half the time. I'm belligerent and an idiot, and I'm a little drunk. But, uh, yeah, fuck you guys. Uh, Nate, you're cool. Clay, you're a fucking asshole. 
I hate your guts, and you ruin this podcast most of the time for me with everything you do. But, yeah, Gray, you're, or Nate, you're cool. Uh, fuck off, guys. Bye. <laughs> Yeah, before before we answer this question, this actually I should have plugged this at the top of the show, but I totally forgot to. I went, I I did a guest spot on a, a, a seven inch or a, a podcast that I've talked about on the show a couple times called First Seven Inch Club uh, that I like a whole lot. It's quickly become one of my favorite shows. I encourage everybody to go check it out. Not just the episode that I was on, but just in general, it's a really really good podcast. Um, and on that, Mike from that show actually asked me like. So, yo, usually, you know, I, I don't really listen to voicemail segments of, of people's podcasts because it's hit pretty hit or miss. But I listen to yours because the callers are reliably mean to you guys. Yeah. Do you know why that is? And I was like, you know, I don't know if it's like uh, maybe Nate and I's kayfabe is too good. We're too, are, we're too Kaufman-esque in the fact that we've really like we've put we've put forth this particular image as like non-multi-dimensional people who are only the Statler and Waldorf personalities you see and hear in the show and people assume that's how we want to be interacted with in the same way that people would go to Gigi Allen shows to try to fight him. Mm -hmm. Eventually it becomes just a a, uh, a a feedback loop that supplies its own energy in like an ever-expanding vicious right. circle of destruction. Right. It might be that. It might just be that um, people genuinely don't like us but like the service that we render. Um, I also think it's very interesting because I'm, I don't, I feel like I'm, I'm probably in terms of, uh, public presentations of myself on this show. I feel like I'm at my least annoying in most instances, like publicly. I'm talking about if we're just talking about places I exist on the internet, Yeah, this is probably where I'm the least annoying in my personal opinion. Yeah, I don't, I don't actually know. Yeah, you don't know, because you don't have the internet. Uh, but, <laughs> you have, I the, have internet. the internet, <laughs> You have the internet, but, but what I'm saying is like, I think you typically tend to inhabit um, fringier and more extreme spaces on this show than I do. I feel like a lot of the time, I tend to kind of sit back and like, let you take the reins and go for a little bit and be like, yeah, okay, cool. Yeah, yeah so you wanna kill all the senators, all right, yeah. cool, sounds good, you know? Yeah. Let's put them all into death camp. But people still, maybe because you have no like public facing persona of any sort, people still tend to call in and be like, hey, Gray, why don't you fucking kill yourself? Yeah. <laughs> but I, not to you so much. I, I don't know. You know, I, I don't know. Um, also, I mean, okay, that guy's like, you know, Gray, you know, I hate you. You, you fucking, I hate your guts. You ruined it, right? <laughs> right. Yeah. That's literally how half of my fucking family tells you that they love me. For sure, yeah, absolutely. Right. I yeah. mean, that's that's the language that I grew up. Yeah, in. Yeah, I right? agree. Yes. I was talking to my dad. Yeah. The other day about death. Right. Right. And we were joking about lying in our caskets. Sure. And because um, you know my dad is old. Yeah. He's not ready to lie in a casket in any way. He's got a fire under his ass. Right. <laughs> sure. He's yeah. had some close calls and he's ready to go go on living. Right? right. Yeah. So I'm pretty I'm pretty happy with that. But you know I was like, well, I hope when I die, I said, um, you know. I don't really give a shit what anybody does. I said, because we we're talking about a friend of his that died, and, you know, he always mentioned, well, the body looked good. Yeah, sure. Who gives a fuck? Yeah, right. Yeah, and, yeah. and I said, I hope that the, that the like, I wish I could write it into my will. Yeah. Or whatever. Sure. Right? That the mortuary, like, the uh, mortician, yeah. like, does me up. Yeah. 
not all makeup-y, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Just dresses me or whatever. And then just whacks me with a fucking axe like three <laughs> or four times. Yeah. And I just am in an open, like, casket display. It looks like I was killed by the fucking axe. Yeah, that'd be right? sick. And there's nothing we could do. We tried to we tried to make those horrible axe wounds to his face up a little bit and try to yeah. stick them back together. <laughs> but it's evident that, that I was hit with an axe. Yeah. And my dad's kind of laughing at that. And he's like, well, I hope you don't die before me. Yeah. And like he said, because I don't want to look at your body laying there with axe wounds all over it. And that was just like casual. That's how I, I feel. Yeah, for, yeah, for sure. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, people probably do. I, I, here's the thing. Yeah. I don't give a fuck. No, of course not. Why would you? Right. These are stra- fundamentally, at the end of the day, these are complete fucking strangers. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, it's it's it, there, there are some folks here that, you know, fatty. I'm always glad to hear from fatty. Of course. Right. Um, there's a few other folks we haven't heard from, and I'm always glad to hear from. But like, you know, I don't know, man. Who gives a shit? Yeah, no, it won't. It won't. It doesn't affect right. my life I, in any way. If, if, if somebody, my dream day, yeah, like dream day, yeah, right. Go get a good breakfast. Sure. Right? Yeah, that's. I get up in the morning. I go get some good biscuits and gravy. Yeah. As I'm leaving the restaurant, I find a twenty on the ground. Sure. I pick it up. Yeah. And then somebody drives by, throws a fucking egg at me, and hurls every fucking horrendous slur you could hear. <laughs> yeah, of course. Directly at me, like screaming fury for some reason. Yeah. Best day. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Best fucking day. <laughs> they follow me down the street. Yeah. Right? Hurling slur after slur at me, <laughs> and I just love it. Yeah, for sure. I, I eat that shit up. Yeah, man. I know. It's great. So, whatever, man. I think that was that's one of the reasons that I eventually deleted uh, Twitter is because... It's not because I was mad when people would talk shit. It's because I would immediately erupt with glee and be like, "Oh, I could, I could talk shit to this person." Yeah. And it was, it was deeply unhealthy. Yeah. Because I would be like, "Yeah, hold on a minute. We'll, we'll get to the movie in a second. I gotta, right. I gotta call this person a fag. You know what I mean? Right. So it was like, it was one of those things where I had to disengage with it because I take <laughs> no greater joy. Than engaging in just like yeah. in, in shit talk. He slipped in this pretty casual parlay. That's right. <laughs> well, I mean, it's, it's no secret. So uh, the other day, I almost had a road rage incident, and uh, I was pretty stoked about it. Yeah. At the moment that it happened. Sure. And it was after the big snow. Yeah. And uh, just out just out here by the park, mm-hmm. and there's two lanes, you know, and they merge together, and it's pretty narrow. Yeah. And it wasn't fucking plowed. Like, both lanes weren't plowed. Yeah. But there's some guy that just has to fucking pass me on the right in, like, a Cadillac right. Escalade. Sure. You know, and I'm driving up my work truck. It's a big fucking, you know, pickup truck. Yeah. And I, you know, I got wide-ass fucking mirrors on it. I take up the entire fucking lane. There's no place to really safely pass me. But yeah. this guy just had to fucking try. Sure. And he lays on the fucking horn when he can't. And we pull up the stop sign, and he, like, shoots ahead of me a little bit mm-hmm. and stops, and he's, like, looking at me. Right. Making eye contact and stare, like, staring at me. Mm-hmm. And I'm staring at him in my in, in my truck, like, you know. And I, I, I'm not staring at him angrily. Sure. I'm just sort of, if anything, staring at him blankly with maybe a bit of a smirk. Right, sure. Yeah, right? yeah. And he's, like, looking at me, and I can see him, like, saying some shit to me and gesturing. Yeah. And I, like took my knuckles to my eyes and went like this. <laughs> did the crying. And the did crying like gesture. the crying gesture to him. Yeah. And he like rolled down his window. I was like, oh, please, 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 please. Here we go. This is it. This is it. This is it. Right. I'm going to end up on the internet now. And there were cars. I was like, oh, let's go. And I just kept going, like making crying. Yeah. And then somebody behind him honked. And I just like, let's go. Sure. Mm. Yeah. Like fuck off. And like waved him away. And he laid in the horn and like took off around the corner. Yeah. And 
that was a that kind of made my day. Yeah, for sure. It's a blast, right? I, I, I don't know, man. Maybe it's growing up in dysfunction. It could be. Yeah. It makes it I thrive in it. Well, I told you about recently I was out thrifting and I, I called a man that same slur that I just uttered a moment ago and he because uh, he like came up on my ass really, really hard. And then he like zoomed around me at the stoplight yeah. and put it in park and got out of his car. And, you know, I called him, said homophobic slur. And then he was like, and this was like a 50 something year old man. He was like, well, let me suck that dick then. And I oh, immediately, oh, he, he got me and I was like, I immediately started laughing and saving my girlfriend's in the passenger seat mortified. And I was like, you want to suck this little dick? He's like, yeah, whip it out. Let me suck it then. Let me suck that little dick then. I was like, all right. Suck this dick. And Zaven was like, oh, my God, what the fuck is happening? And she was mortified. She was nervous. And I was overjoyed. I was like, this is the best day yeah, ever. This was fucking amazing. Yeah. That made my whole day. I know. Uh, so we didn't even answer this guy's question. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, I don't have the clairvoyance to be able to predict what might be coming next. If it is some some classic burly meat and potatoes hardcore, I'm never mad at that. I mean, but, isn't that where we've been? But that's kind of where we are with with just some slight tweaks to the formula. Yeah. And there are plenty of bands with that on offer who are getting who have gotten fairly popular. Uh, you know, Bootlicker is is bigger than a band like Bootlicker would have been certainly five years ago, uh, or a band like Armor or, or whatever. So I I would like to see it move into a weird space. You name dropped Minutemen. That would sure. be fucking sick. I, sure. would, I would love to hear some stuff like that happening. Um, I tend to believe that a lot of that kind of stuff is is so singular that it's hard to recreate it, and it's and it's so niche that it's probably you're you're not going to hear a band like Saccharin Trust play This Is Hardcore or United Blood or something like. It's just I don't think that those bands are going to take hold in the in the hardcore consciousness. I know what it is. What? What's that? I know what it is. What's coming next? High fire in the road burners, rockabilly. <laughs> oh fuck, dude! Oh, I hope not. I hope. Oh yeah. Because I I just I heard a band a little bit ago that was doing like bef like before I came over here. Somebody posted a glowing review about this band that was playing Seven Angels, Seven Plagues style. 2001 metalcore and I was like all right well, let me listen to this and it was like you know Gothenburg melodeath core mm. with singing parts in it yeah. and I was like I, w I just remember thinking as somebody who was there on the ground floor seeing that stuff happening and being perplexed even as like a 13 year old child why anybody would like this and then, at the time it never would have dawned on me that this would be something that would like have any posterity and then as you heard it you also thought to yourself i i would really much rather hear hi-fi and the road burners right now i i would rather hear hi-fi and the road burners actually you know i think i would i think i would take a rockabilly i think i would take a rockabilly wave over over a fashion core wave oh for sure you know for sure so I don't know what's coming next, but it probably rockabilly. It's high fine the road burners. <laughs> All right, cool. Let's hear the next message. Hey, what's up, dude? It's Grant. Um, I just finished the fucking the demo, uh, fucking uh, Patreon. Goddamn it! But that human greed becomes a human greed. That's literally what the inside of my brain sounds like. And as soon as like that's what I feel about the Patreon because I find shit that I don't fucking know about, and I immediately pick it up on Discogs, and it's like five fucking dollars but because they talk about his uh crossed out man as a bastard split finding it for like six bucks which is makes me want to fucking put a shotgun to the roof of my skull uh i did find a repress of a no comment downside downsided i think it's just, i just can't remember it off the top of my head but i found it crate digging at fucking indie cd and vinyl and it was like 12 bucks but like a repress for 12 bucks i'm 
There you go. Yeah. A glowing review of our of our Patreon content yeah. from subscriber Grant. And that that no comedy piece, solid. It's very good. Very good. A classic solid. for good reason, for sure. Yeah. Um. And yo, know, that fucking human, that human greed shit. The human greed shit on the, the side of the uh, shit fit split. Yeah. Mm. It's really good. Mm. Uh, as I told you when we recorded that episode, I had not heard that stuff before. If, and if you if you like good. music for uh, melody mm-hmm. and song craftsmanship and songwriting, sure. yeah, you, you will won't not like, like you this. won't like that. No, but if you not. like music just for pure deconstructive fury, yeah, that's right up your alley. It's very good. All right, let's hear the next one. All right, fuck the uh, gobbledygook I just said. Uh, real uh, one or the other. The Butthole Surfers uh, Lollapalooza video where Gibby fires shotgun blanks to the crowd and starts lighting shit on fire. Or Mr. Bungle where they all play in get masks and start whipping each other and ask for people to start committing violence to, like, everyone else, basically. Pretty sure someone actually got stabbed, but not entirely sure. What's a better live set? And have you guys seen live sets that are just as chaotic or unhinged, or have you seen even more? But, yeah, peace. Um, I'm I'm more of a butthole surfers fan than I am a Mr. Bungle fan. Uh, certainly, I fucking love the butthole surfers, and I also think the fact that that took place at Lollapalooza it makes it. There's a reason why it happened at Lollapalooza. Right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. I think that it's very icon. It's 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 more iconic. Right. You know what I'm saying? And also, like, just talking about butthole surfers live experiences from like the mid '80s to the early '90s. All, uh, all like personal reportage that I've heard from people who were around at the time, uh, who went and saw them, said that all their live shows were fucking unhinged and nuts. Yeah, I, I have to, I have to imagine. I, you know, I've seen Faith and More. I've never seen Mr. Bungle. Yeah, but those guys, um, those guys weren't the uh, actual real degenerates that, like, you know, the butthole surfers were yeah. in 1988. Yeah, for sure, man. Yeah, right. I saw a guy with a Mr. Bungle back tattoo one time. Uh, like but a clown face? No, the, it was it was way way wackier than that. It was, li- it was at a converge show in Detroit in like 2008, and this guy got kicked out. Um, it, he just had the word, the words "Mr. Bungle" tattooed down his spine, like on his spine, in like bright light lime green like jokerman font okay like all the way down his his spine okay and I, I would say that was probably the realest guy at the converge show yeah you know yeah that was probably the realest motherfucker there yeah um all right and also i, I should say aj saying that uh to to forget all of the other gobbledygook that was the fact that he had left a previous message that he then clarified it by sending us a text and saying, hey, that first message was bad, delete it. So I appreciate your self-awareness, AJ. Um, Also, we kind of talked about other, like, famous wild live sets on the episode where we talked about that butthole surfer set. So if if anybody would like an answer to that question, you can just listen to the the last episode. Yeah. Um, Nothing else comes to mind off the top of my head. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's, it's, we've said it before and we've lamented it. It's very hard to have genuine fucking real weirdness and chaos anymore yeah for sure um all right let's hear the next one yo um i was this is one of the most recent uh patreon episode and heard you guys talking about d4 and kid dynamite and i couldn't help but think of the band iron chic uh they kind of occupy that same space for me when it's kind of nice outside and i i don't want to punish myself that that band just kind of has their hooks in me. It's uh, not really what I usually listen to, but uh, 
I don't know, I just can't get enough of it. And I was just wondering what your guys' thoughts were on them. And uh I was also just wondering, uh, Nate, what kinda what kind of bike are you riding on the trails? Gray, you're uh you're fat and bald. All right, cool. Have a good day. <laughs> yeah, confirmed on both counts. I've been bald for a long time, never has affected my quality of life. The fat thing's getting to me though. I'm not loving that so I'm not loving that so much. Yeah. I'm drum I'm tr- I'm trying to try to work on it. I was going to say I'm trying to work on it, but I'm not. But I am trying to try to sure, work on it. Sure. It's the first step, right? <laughs> yeah, for sure. The first step is acknowledgement that I am indeed fat, uh, which was acknowledged quite a while ago on this show. I think the the revelation Cuz I hadn't I, seen you for a while <laughs> right. and you you said I think maybe I had seen you in person. No, I told you how 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 much I weigh. That's right. And I, and I laughed at you. <laughs> yes, you did. You were like, "Holy shit, you are fat." And you weren't wrong. I'm and, and I'm 10 pounds heavier than I was when I mentioned it then. So, um but, uh, yo, so Iron Sheik, I loved a lot when they came out, but I didn't follow that band past the demo. Nate, this would have been way after you were interested yeah, in anything I, like I, that. Yeah, I don't. That, that, that name is familiar with me, but that band is not. Yeah, Iron Sheik, I really, really loved the demo a lot. And I was, I was like, mm, I want to say it came out in like 08, 09. So I was 18, 19. I was the right age for that. And I was really into a lot of stuff uh, in that general scene that was happening during that specific period of time. But the window closed for me on that stuff basically right after that, right after that wave of like melodic Long Island, melodic hardcore punk kind of stuff came out and like pop punk adjacent type of shit. Um, I really liked uh, Polar Bear Club too, another band from that era. Um, I don't know if you fuck with them at all, but kind of Iron Sheik adjacent. If you like that band, you might give Polar Bear Club a try. Uh, like their um, The Redder the Better is a really, really good record, and uh, Sometimes Things Disappear. It's another record from that era that I think is really good, so there you go. Yeah. Uh, what kind of bike am I riding in the trails? Yeah. Uh, I've got a double XL specialized uh, rock hopper. Okay. With a bunch of, like, nicer components on it. Right on. It's like a 2019 or 2018. Homie James hooked me up with it. Oh, sick. I thought you were going to say it was a $2,000 bike, and I was like, holy no, shit. No, it's not a cheap bike, bike yeah. but it's not one of the higher-end ones. Sure. Um, they don't, there's not a lot of companies that make a bike that comfortably fits me. Yeah, you're a big boy. Yeah. All right, let's listen to uh, our last message of the night. Yo, yo, I just want to plug something. Uh, I know that... Nate and Gray are dyed in the wool death metal heads, but a lot of hardcore kids out here don't know as much about death metal and they want to know more. I do a podcast. It's called Death Metal Discharge, and I am going through each episode has a new classic death metal album that I'm hearing and reviewing short episodes under 15 minutes each. I just did one on Soulside Journey by Dark Throne, and I think it's the actually the first good episode I did. So check it out, Death Metal Discharge, if you are a hardcore kid who wants to get more into death metal like me. Have a good one. Bye. Cool. There you go. I haven't listened to it, but I did I did see you promoting it, I think, in the Demo Listen group and, like, on Facebook and stuff, uh, and it seemed like an interesting idea. I like the idea of, like, hyper-abridged episodes, you know, like yeah. 15 minutes or under, and I like the idea that these are records that you're also hearing for the first time, so you're not trying to speak with authority about these things, but just like, hey, I'm trying to... I, I think it's a generally... It can be, on paper at the very least, it's a cool idea 
uh, a podcast that is like as much uh, a journey and a personal venture for the person who is hosting it as it is for the people who are listening. Yeah, I think that's fun. Yeah, for sure. So yeah, I'll tune in. I'll yeah, check look, it out. I'm looking at it now on uh, Pod Bay. Okay. Dark Throne, Soul Side or, uh, Journey, Gorguts, Obscura. Okay. Nocturnus, The Key. Word. Immolation, Failures for Gods. And then there's a prologue episode. So Okay, yeah. sick. Yeah, I'll check it out for sure. Sounds and they're cool. short enough that I can, oh, they're only like, yeah, some of them are super short. Shit, I can listen to all of them tomorrow on my way to work. Yeah, there you go. All right, sick. Um, and then we got one text message uh, from AJ, I believe. And uh, it just is about ignoring the first voicemail uh, and saying, uh, also, my cousin got sentenced <laughs> for the assault. It was never dropped, I guess. He's got two love children, a dead dad, and 16 years in prison. Well, well I mean. Hope, hope things, I hope things look up for your cousin. Yeah. Um, it's not gonna. It's probably not going to for a while. Probably not for a while. But if he can, if he can hold out for those next sixteen years, maybe the maybe the latter half of his life has something better to it, offer. It, it might. It, things might not look up for him until uh, he's laying on his back in a casket, <laughs> looking up. Yeah, that might be true. Um, all right, let's uh, let's call it there for the night. Um, already plugged the Patreon, so I don't need to do that again. If you want to call and leave us a message, it's two six zero two 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 eight three four one. Um, if you want to submit music to us, it's demo listen podcast at gmail.com. Just make sure that what you're submitting is a year or less old beyond that rate and review on your, uh, podcatcher of choice. Tell your friends about the show. Um, Nate, I think that we got to buckle down and, uh, and do this hell week. Yeah. We got to get serious about it. We should do it before the end of the month. Yeah. So look out for, uh, look out for a hell week episode. Well, a series of Hell Week episodes. It will be up. one unending episode for us. <laughs> yes, for us, it will be one unending episode. For you, you'll be able to break it up into convenient chunks. Uh, we'll have no such luxury. So thanks to everybody who tunes in. We'll catch you on the next one.